Welcome to the 96th episode of News Dump, brought to you by Summit Funding, where we run through the hottest topics in the Lewis County news scene and discuss. I'm local man Aaron Van Tile, joined as always by Chronicle Editor-in-Chief Eric Schwartz and uh, Vice President, uh, young Frankie Baby himself, Franklin Taylor is here. Woo! You got to put two times on that, Vice President, two times. Yeah. Two times, yeah. yes. Nice. Uh, it's, it, <laughs> it's Tuesday, April 26th, and... Sorry. <laughs> We're real sorry, guys. Real sorry. I don't, I don't know if any of you listeners got the email, but we just wanted to remind you. Sorry. The second one. We're we're sorry for that one too. And the third, I think I think an apology is in order for that one as well. Sorry. How about the hundred? Sorry. <laughs> How about the one hundred? We're discussing, of course, the email that went out this afternoon from uh the Chronicles uh, what's like the Chronicle? Yeah, it's right. Yeah, it's yeah. just our, our list, our list serve, I guess. Um, yeah, there was a back on March 23rd, <laughs> many of you, if you get the Chronicles <laughs> newsletter, I'll just go ahead and read this for you. On March 23rd, you may have received a large number of emails from CT Publishing LLC titled The Chronicle, Today's News Update. This email was not only in, was, was only intended to be sent to you once. It is not, and will never be, our intention to bombard you with unwanted emails. The truth is that our website provider was running an email test, and something went haywire. Mm-hmm. We've somebody, taken, else, <laughs> somebody else's fault, just to be clear. We've taken yeah. steps to ensure this never happens again, and hope you're willing to forgive us for this mistake. You know, when this happened, it felt like we were on a submarine, and we had like the red lights flashing. Yeah, it was right and on. Kyle's <laughs> like, I just got 50 emails from the Chronicle. And I'm like, I just got 60 so we're we're going hectic. We called the uh, called the news provider, and he's like, "Well, you're we're we're sending out email blasts, and when we hit send on our end, it just keeps going." Yeah, it sent several hundred to everyone who had signed up, which was thousands of people that were signed up for that. Um, in the newsroom, I had to personally, as the editor of this newspaper, unsubscribe <laughs> so I would stop getting emails and I could see news as it was coming in. Um, so that begs the question: Where do we go from here? If you want to continue receiving today's news update, emails from the Chronicle, you don't need to do anything. We will continue to send you the news updates one at a time as God (laughs) intended. (laughs) I just love this. Uh, I think Kyle McCarricker put this together and yeah, it was fun. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, a nice little reminder that, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, guys. We really didn't mean for it to happen. It's a lot of emails. Uh, anything else big? Uh, I went, on? One more note uh, on that. Oh, I, oh. I did get a call from the county's emergency management department when this was all going on, like mm-hmm. asking what was, what, like that's a, it's a pretty big deal, you know? The county yeah. emergency, like we're listed right there by the, the New Year's flood, the doorstep flood, <laughs> like a big disaster <laughs> of 2022. Forget. Yes. The invasion of Ukraine. Like <laughs> Someone's got to look into this. The big news. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyways, that's all I have on it. Oh, yeah. All right. Wow. Uh, yeah, you guys want to you want to go into news? Let's do it. Ah, first item: Joe Kent won a straw poll hosted by the Cowlitz County Joe Kent Fan Club. Uh, the Cowlitz County Republicans had a straw poll. Joe Kent got two hundred ninety-seven votes. Jamie Herr Butler got four. I don't. I don't really know what anybody's supposed to think of this. Yeah, we um, were talking about this before it happened, and it's not. There's nothing scientific about it or anything. This is literally just walking into a room and saying, "Hey." Who you guys voting for? <laughs> and then just like counting it. And so I don't know. Yeah, but it's also like it's the Cowlitz County Republicans. So it's only Republicans. And he's like the endorsed candidate of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, it tells you Joe Kent is popular with the base, which is like what everybody already knew. They sent out a press release on it, wrote it up. Yeah. It's kind of like walking into a bar and saying, hey, who in here likes alcohol? 
Like, look at that. <laughs> Everyone. It is It is a little bit like that. There was another Joe Kent news item. It wasn't in the Chronicle. It was from the, the Dispatch, thedispatch.com, if you want to read it. I don't. Um, that was sent to me today. And the headline was, Staff Disputes Fiery Allegations Mire Joe Kent's Congressional Campaign. Campaign denies the text messages indicating plan to commit election fraud were provided <laughs> by former campaign manager. And it is a wild ride. You know we don't usually pitch other news outlets on here, but you need to go read this one by the dispatch because it's just, it's batshit crazy. Wild story. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely wild. Uh, the accusations that are flying back and forth from within their the campaign <laughs> is just incredible. Like there was the suggestion in... To be clear, Joe Kent says that these are doctored messages that didn't happen. Oh, but uh. one campaign staffer was like, we'll just get a bunch of homeless people to fill out their ballots for Joe Kent. Uh, I'll take them back, shine a flashlight on them, see which ones are good, burn the ones that aren't voting for Kent. Um, and then the other person's like responding that, you know, well, if this is successful, we can use this to get Jim Walsh in the governor's office as well. <laughs> like, anyways, this is not political. I'm not making a statement about any campaign or anything, but it is a wild read. That's a wild, that is a, that's a wild I, story. You should check it out. It's, a, it's interesting. Um, in lighter news, friends of the Seminary Hill na- Natural... Seminary, is it the Seminary Hill Nature Area or Natural Area? Natural Area. area. Oh, I'll be damned. All these years been screwed it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they hit the trails for their Earth Day work party. Thoughts? It looked like they Just, had a pretty large group of people out there working on it. Yeah, we had yeah. Brian Mitke out there, as of usual. Course. I saw uh, I saw Chris Brewer, mm-hmm. former Chronicle reporter, current county worker. Uh, I even saw a photo of Chronicle reporter Emily Fitzgerald, who took the photos, helping out a little bit. Mm. She'd be shy to admit that, but she was. That's great. Well, it's good that they're keeping it up because, you know, if they leave it alone, somebody's going to come along and put some apartments in there and throw a golf course on it. Yeah. Or a camp or a uh, YMCA. You never know. And there could, yes, they could throw a YMCA in there too. Emily captured a photo of a snake that I didn't really appreciate. Ah, now gross. I can't go to Seminary Hill anymore. You didn't run it, did you? Uh, I did. Oh. I did. It's on the life section. Why? You did. He did. It's he, gross. He I ran a snake a, photo. Put a trigger warning in there. Back when the Gate Ranch <laughs> Golf Club was open and Aaron and I would go golf and scream like girls and run every time we saw a snake. They were big snakes. <laughs> they weren't that big. <laughs> They're scary. They were know. scary. Though. Sounds like big snakes. Yeah. Uh, next item: ribbon cutting marks the official opening of the new Toledo High School. They had five bond measures to get this approved. Then they had a big state grant as well. It's been an eight-year process, but Toledo finally has their new high school, which means no more leaks, electrical and seismic deficits, poor insulation or ventilation, and a whole bunch of other problems that have been fixed. Uh, one quote I liked was, or a line that was according to the Toledo school district, the building was designed to bring a natural light, provide more ventilation and include cooling for warmer days in fall and spring, which is windows. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Classic way to say it. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyway, new school looks pretty nice. Uh, a lot of people are getting new schools these days. Centralia got a bunch of them. Shayla's got a couple of them. Toledo's got one. Uh, any I'm forgetting, any remodels or anything that... Uh, Morton would really like to, but the voters had other thoughts. This, they're they're this on the list. Time. They're on the list. They're they're working on it. Yeah. yeah. They've got that bus barn where you have to back the bus out into somebody else's property in order mm-hmm. to get out, which is problematic if the property owner decides they don't like that. Yeah, or what if you need to leave in a hurry? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I did like that they didn't hold it, they being the school district, did not hold it against the community that they rejected this thing four times. They are just like the building... Uh, where was it here? We knew the rejection wasn't a reflection that the community didn't support our schools. 
Yeah. Well, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. I don't know that it's true. I, yeah. <laughs> I think in the simplest I, terms, it is a rejection. of. I know schools. the state came in and sweetened the pot and we're like, if you, you know, you pass this bond, which was smaller than the earlier ones, we will give you however many millions of dollars to, to make it whole. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Next, nicely coincides like to have the change in mascot and the change of school all at the same time. The mm-hmm. river Hawks now, but they still had the Cowlitz tribe there representing. So yeah. Yeah. Long time awesome. coming. Yeah. That was great. Yeah, cool. What's the next school that, in your mind that needs upgrades, Aaron? You've been around to some gymnasiums in your time. Um, there aren't any that are really like dilapidated. No, like I feel like Morton's is like a '70s school, maybe. Um, Shayla's Middle School is kind of starting to show its age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think part of that is just the architecture. Like it was made to look extremely modern when it was built in like the '90s, maybe. Those decisions um, always turn out great. Yeah, and you look at it now, and it looks like something somebody in the 90s thought buildings would look like in the 2010s. <laughs> yeah. um, it's better than I worked at the Daily Interlake in Montana, and it was built during what my editor there described as a like a political upheaval. And I, I learned later he meant the 60s. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was built with no windows. Like, you were just walked in, and you'd never know what the weather was going to be like when you uh, got outside. Yes. And, Some uh, of that classic '60s yeah. brutalist architecture. Yeah, love to he see said it. it was so the hippies wouldn't come break the windows. All the <laughs> <laughs> that was his words, not mine. <laughs> All the furniture is just like built out of concrete blocks. Yeah, his whole account didn't make a whole lot of sense to me, but I didn't want to challenge it. Sounds, uh, like, well, a good, sounds like an interesting guy. Yeah, I remember like looking at the Centralia High School. They finally got rebuilt, and you look at that thing, and it like had a flat roof, and you're like, who, <laughs> who put yeah. this on here? Like, <laughs> Um, Same person that was like, let's put it right by the river. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) Though it doesn't flood that I'm aware of. I don't think any... The Adna school's flooded. Mm -hmm. Um, Beyond that, I don't know if any other schools have. I'm sure there's one we're not thinking of. Uh, Let's see. Next item, Centralia Station Project moving forward with the upcoming U Street extension. Good news. Yeah. Great news for anyone who's driven U Street before and thought, you know what? If only there were more of this thing. It's so beautiful. <laughs> uh, the big news is Centralia Station is coming along. They're going to put in a ramp, and then at some point there will be an anchor grocery store and some other stuff around it out Long Road, just kind of south of the Mellon Street exit, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Yeah, right there. Right at the Mellon Street exit, yeah. Um, rumors are swirling. Maybe maybe an Olive Garden? We can hope. Oh, God. Fingers are crossed. Oh, Jesus. Fingers are crossed. Sweet, sweet Olive Garden. Just take me on that tour of Italy. Uh, <laughs> I just made that rumor up on the spot. I'm sorry to get anybody. Yeah, we're not getting an Olive Garden. Over that. <laughs> what would like? What would be the like the best Centralia Chehalis could do as far as like an Olive Garden equivalent? Red Lobster. No, I think Red Lobster is like... I think we'd get an Olive Garden before a Red Lobster. I think they'd just give us another Applebee's. I think we'd get like a spaghetti We've talked about this. Like a spaghetti (laughs) fan we have. (laughs) Talking about like chain restaurants. Are you saying what I want or what I think would come here? What do you think would come here? Oh, that's a different... I'd like a Red Robin, you know, personally. I feel like Red Robin would be a hit here. Yeah. Yeah. I like Red Robin. Buffalo Wild Wings would go crazy here. B-dubs? Honing in on... B-dubs would go nuts here. Honing in on O'Blarney's Corner? I think not. Keep it out of here. (laughs) Uh, let's see. Portis Centralia Executive Director Kyle Heaton said it'll be a boon for the region and the city, and quote, as well as just a very, very nice amenity that is going to be built right out on I-5. It will really start to do what the Port Commission envisioned, and that's clean up the front door of the city. Mm-hmm. Thoughts? 
Well, it's only the front door if you're traveling from the south. True. Uh, from the north, what do you see when you come? I guess the outlet stores are the gateway for yep, us. Outlets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, so that's not bad. I mean, it's still not Chehalis, you know. Or do you see Green Hill? No, the the, the porn store. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, you got a porn store, and then you've got uh, yeah, you've got a juvenile detention facility. Can you really see the porn store from the freeway though? Like, I don't even know. Yeah, it's, it's right there. Anymore. Yeah. I, I think it has a new name. We drew, we went to Alexander Park, not the porn store, uh-huh. on Sunday. <laughs> drew by, I was like, oh, it's still there. Because I think it used to be the Rainbow or it something like that. It used to be Rainbow's End, yeah. yeah. No, it's not called that anymore. It's got yeah. a new name. Mm-hmm. Rebranded. Go on. <laughs> uh, all right, moving on. I'm excited about uh, uh, Port of Centralia's uh, Centralia Station project, though. I know, to be fair, there are a lot of people that aren't excited about it. And if you want to hear from them, you could go to a Port of Centralia meeting. Or the comment section. Or the comment section, There's yeah. a lot of people in there uh, upset about it, too. Though not as many as commented on another story we will get to momentarily. Oh, good God. But Centralia Station, though, that's our number one story of the week so far. So In terms of clicks. Really? Yeah, it surprised me. Uh, Thorbex turned 40 and celebrated. Uh, so we had just kind of a story on, I don't know, Thorbex history and what's been going on lately. Uh, Matt Noreen bought the place in 2017 from founder Dale Pullen. And Matt said he was just getting into figuring out how everything worked when the pandemic hit and they had to shut down for a bit and then do some reservation stuff. But things are, things are all open now, right? Yeah. 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 Back to normal. Back to normal. Their pool's back open as well, too. You do some swimming. Do some swimming. Go over there, get in the hot tub, do a little, little, little souping with the boys. I might. <laughs> I might. Um, <laughs> Don't call it souping, man. <laughs> The part I liked was that when they shut it down during the pandemic, I didn't like that part, but they didn't know how to turn the lights off since the Centralia gym is open 24-7. I thought that was pretty funny, too. And so they had to look everywhere, and Matt even called Dale Poland to ask if he knew where the light switch was. Um, they never did find it, and they just flipped the breaker. <laughs> that just makes it more dramatic and depressing. Like, yeah, that's, you're that's, closing down your business, and you, gotta, you gotta turn the shut the whole breaker down. Just just flipping the breaker to turn the lights off, very, that's a valley thing to do. So are they just like when they're replacing fixtures, they're just putting them right into a live outlet? Just <laughs> putting those gloves on, man. <laughs> uh, do you have a gym membership, Aaron? Uh, I do not. You don't, huh? I do not, no. Why do you hate your community? Um, I don't hate my community at all. I've had gym memberships for a long time. I just got out of weightlifting for a while and finally recently... Just threw some some weights in my spare room. Oh, I saw your home gym. Yeah, you jealous? Going to be an, an Adonis over there. You j- going to stop by and <laughs> pump some iron? I have a Thorbex membership, but should I? Start? As we speak, Aaron is dripping oil of, over his bare chest and just rubbing it like aggressively while he looks at us. Oh, yeah, he looks <laughs> it's pretty gross. He looks better than you and I would if we oh, if yeah. we were to do it. It's true. Uh, next item: Mackinac's rated by Liquor and Cannabis Board. A court date coming for owner. Uh, Mackinac's was, I'm sure you remember, supposed to stop serving booze and the state got a tip that they had not stopped serving booze. So they sent in some undercover agents. And as a result of that investigation, they did a raid. Uh, they seized wine, spirits, and beer. Now there's a court date pending. Uh, owner Laurel Kahn also says she is going to run for governor and she will invite a bunch of people to her court date to make it something of a protest spectacle something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like very thankful for the state from protecting us from Laurel Kahn serving her customers alcohol. Um, I mean, the, the possible effects of this. Oof. Oh, my God. Oof. The state's coffers, man. Be scary to have yes. a good time. They would there. have had Be dozens of less dollars. Uh, dozens. Yes, yes. Um, so thank you to these, these proud and brave agents who went out and took care of this rampant crime. 
Um, are you going to have the <laughs> the same reaction in two stories? I don't know. I don't read your notes, and uh, so I have no idea. And no, I get that they have to enforce it. It's not a shot at the agents. I'm just a little sarcasm, I think, is warranted. Uh, I am kind of amazed that she's continued to do it, like, you know, we, this isn't the first raid. We we went live on yep, Facebook yep, for the last yep. one, so that does surprise me. I just, no matter how far this whole thing goes, I get a little annoyed at the fact that we're dedicating so many resources to enforcing businesses from not doing business. Just my personal feeling. Um, I The part of it that I found entertaining was Laurel saying she was not serving anything, and the only thing they were serving was, like, cooking fondue with wine. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think a like a liquor and cannabis board agent is going to go to Mackinac's and order the fondue and like dip his pinky in and being like, "God damn it, <laughs> there's Chardonnay in here." <laughs> Come you on, gotta be kidding me! Just kind of slid his sunglasses on and had some really quick like CSI type. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I imagine the undercover agent was in the corner and he was holding up a copy of the Chronicle to obscure his face, and it was the edition of her first raid <laughs> on the yes. front page. <laughs> Uh, do you think she's going to run for governor? I don't know. She seemed like less committal this time than she did the first time. I mean, the only person that knows is her. It's uh, you, you have to, I wish I had looked it up. You have to pay of like a percentage of the salary for the position you're running for as like a filing fee. So it's not like mm-hmm. free. It, I mean, I think it would be in the thousands for governor, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so it does cost money. I think maybe she, if someone supported her, she might. Um, we've had... Lewis County, Thurston County residents run for governor before to little effect, but still. That guy out in Bucota? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we talked about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a way to make a statement, I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I do uh, feel it's important to mention this far into the pandemic when I like voice a sarcasm or opinion or something like that. That has no, like, I don't, I don't infect the news with that. Like, that's just. Mm-hmm. My personal thing. I hate yeah, to well, see I saw local your headline, businesses get local hero by. raided by <laughs> corrupt government. Uh, <laughs> I just, I just don't like to see it. I don't know. I, I guess if you try to put yourself in those shoes, I've never owned a restaurant or anything like that. So I can only imagine trying to put myself into those shoes and I can't like your whole business, everything you've invested everything into gets shut down several times. Maybe you can do yeah. it on the sidewalk. I know it gets tired this far in the pandemic or whatever, but it just, it's not normal. No. People should stop acting like it's normal. And I'm also, likewise, uh, very impressed by the business owners that have followed it and played ball and that are still there. Uh, yeah. Well, and of course, your subhead, which was uh, Governor personally stomps on True Patriot. <laughs> the, the second subhead, O'Blarney's still open. Come on down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Speaking of big government, Denino Mayor gives state a city address touting improvements to parks, facilities, and local economy. Hell yeah. Friend of the podcast, Wayne Fournier, <laughs> says Tonino's influence is affecting the world over, which is a wild take, but I, for one, believe him. It's true. His intro to this speech went something like, you want parks? Parks are cool as shit. Facilities? Bomb-ass facilities, bro. Economy? We got wooden money. It slaps. Housing? Built entirely of sandstone, baby. (laughs) We're literally building a factory to turn our poop into profit. (laughs) Get out here. (laughs) That is kind of a summary of how I read it. (laughs) Like... Um. Just waiting for the next gold rush. Everybody's going to move to Tonino. It's fantastic. Yeah. He also talked about the quarry pool, which is... <laughs> it was like he did that, what you just said. It was like, secondly, quarry pool, not open this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he talked about the quarry pool not being open. It's getting like a facelift and needs a little state approval or something before it can get fixed up and open up again. But he did mention they're going to 
put a deck out next to the pool for the parents. And you know, your boy Wayne's going to be there with a Yeti full of yellow jackets <laughs> for the boys and white claws for the girls. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, good, news, <laughs> good news out of Tonino. I thought it was fun. Yeah. No, I had a lot of fun with that. I was finally able to use the picture we got of him uh, when he gave us a tour of city hall, slamming the gavel and smiling in front of his name placard. Yeah. Wayne Fournier mayor. Got to get, got to get Wayne back on one of these days. Yeah. I think he, I think he'd be up for it. Um, and <laughs> let's see our next item. Let's see if you share that fiery <laughs> tone on this one. One suspect arrested, two firearms and 1,250 plants seized in adding a marijuana grow bust. Um, some people were illegally growing a bunch of pot off highway 603 out by Adna and Sheriff Snaza continued his war on fun when they went out there and busted it. Uh, this was not a permitted farm, so it is illegal. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. How, how do you guys feel about this massive bust? Uh, I feel like it's law enforcement doing their jobs. Really? Not big <laughs> government overreach, huh? Uh, they, you know, shouldn't have been doing that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Go on. Uh, well played. Well played. Well, my thing with this is it's a continuation of like the several years story of it's like, Chinese citizens that are often running these things. And I have not seen a a law enforcement agency or a news organization like properly unravel how this is happening or why just a lot of like thoughts of possibilities. Like it's being grown here because you can fly under the radar a little more where pot's legal and sold elsewhere where it's not legal. Um, So like organized crime, I guess would be the argument there. But I, I also understand the people that are like, why aren't you doing bigger crimes? But does that mean once you know about something, you should just say, well, we're not going to, we're not going to deal with that one today. Um, no. And I like, I think I agree with you on this. There's yeah. Like it's an illegal grow illegal being the operative word. It wouldn't matter if they're growing tomatoes illegally. Like if you, if the law enforcement agencies know about something, it's their job to go. You know, take care of it. The only yeah. the only issue I had with it was they recovered two guns at the scene, which prompted Sheriff Snaza to say, it just goes to show that although people downplay illegal grow operations, it's just not violent or anything. The reasoning is my questioning would be, why do you have these firearms if you're having a large grow operation and probably what you're doing is protecting your grow? Like, I, I was under the impression that this was a Second Amendment sanctuary county. I mm-hmm. remember just last summer where the whole issue was we will never do anything to take your guns and guns are great. And if suddenly having two guns is raising questions, which, 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 which direction are we pointing here, guys? I thought, I thought this was America <laughs> and you could have all the guns you wanted. The pot's a separate deal. The pot's a You should be able deal. to have all the pot too, but come on, man. <laughs> you can't go in there pulling the illegal pot and being like, ah, ah, they had... There was two guns in that house. You could go into any house in Lewis County, and odds are you're going to find a couple of guns. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I could. I could so just that. don't make a big deal out of the fact that there was guns at this illegal drug yeah, operation. I don't know that a big deal was made. You'd have to read like a thousand words into the story to get to the part about the guns. It's well, not like, you know, I mean, I, mean, I, I put it in the headline as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One gun for every 600 pot plants. Yeah, uh, I bet you like those odds, don't you? Yeah. Aaron's got the math calculation. <laughs> no, I'm not going to argue with you about any of that, actually. No, I, mean, I won't I, argue with that either. I think I would have stressed more on the marijuana and the possible organized crime element than the, the two guns. That well, how right. much? Pe- how many people has pot killed? <sighs> you, you, I mean, you know I've long been an advocate for <laughs> my free- <laughs> our freedoms when it comes to that regard. 
Um, Try to turn me against the movement. Yeah, I like, I, I, you know what? They were doing their job. Like, they should be out there busting these things. I just thought the the quote about the guns is like, come on, man. Yeah. Talk about, talk about the pot. Tell us more about the drugs, man. I think this is the second recent one, but there's been five, six, maybe even more of these in the region. It's happened in Grace Harbor County as well. I want someone to get the story. And the more I th- think that in my head, I'm like, are we supposed to get this story? <laughs> like, is every, are people like, counting on you- it? We should try. Uh, we have had a couple of reporters try to like kind of stitch it all together. But usually what happens is they raid these places and the people are fairly like ignorant as to like the operations above them. And they're like, we're told we stay here, take care of these plants and we'll get paid and have a place to live. Yeah. Pretty sweet deal. Yeah, okay. It's legal if you do it in a, you know, if you're licensed and everything. Um, so maybe they like legitimately don't know. Who knows? Um, there was also a line in there about like the danger in this being that they were going to grow this pot and ship it to States where it's illegal, which was like, that. Like, that's a danger. Yeah. <laughs> also people, sure. several people were upset at the number of times it was shared. And so to be clear, we, uh, that's coming we up did, in comments. <laughs> we did send, uh, we sent Jared out there when we found out about it. And so we did a video and then we did the breaking story, yep. but then Emily fleshed it out and we had a full story. So now we're in mm-hmm. three stories. Um, and then there was a follow up with the court information. So four, and then I was like, what if I just shared the photos? And so I did five. So, mm-hmm. so all those people who thought we posted it too much. You're correct and <laughs> wrong at the same correct time. And wrong. <laughs> um, I saw your pleas and I posted anyways when it came to four and five. By the way, yeah, little <laughs> Eric's, Eric's a madman. I was spite posting Eric at that point. Oh, you don't want it? You don't want it? Well, here the citizens and the readers will look <laughs> up and say, "Stop posting the marijuana bust," and I'll look down and say, "No." I for those people though, I do feel it's important to say if you're seeing every post we make, you're you're clicking on too much of our stuff. It means you're a big fan. You're going to get one of those top fan badges against your will yep. <laughs> like on yep. Facebook. <laughs> I had one person that got one of those and was sending messages it was like a year ago and was just like, "I got this thing and now it's embarrassing. How do I get rid of it?" I'm like <laughs> they're embarrassed. It's like this is between you and Mark Zuckerberg. This has nothing to do with the Chronicle. We, Help me we stop do. enjoying your product, please. Exactly. We do not give you the badges. Yeah. So if you're seeing every post, that says more about you than it does about us. Um, what do they do with the seized plants? Burn them. <laughs> I mean, did like, I hear you right? You said, what do they do with the plants? Yeah. Yeah, they burn them. They're incinerated. You know, we got we had that perfectly good tire pile over there. Just drop <laughs> them over there. I have long, and this isn't a new opinion of mine. It's like if, with pot, like... Check the stuff out. If it's good, you know, maybe test out, find out what the strain is, and do just like you do for all your other surplus stuff. Sell it to somebody. Auction off or like have a stand yeah. at the farmer's auction. Like cars, the, they, the, uh, anything the... drug activity related. Yeah. Now that it's legal, what's the argument against that? As take long as you can the, check it out. Take it over to the farmer's market. Just, yeah. You know, the far- yeah. Trade it for some been such gains in the movement that yeah. you'd think by now you could just roll up to the Centralia farmer's market and ask a friendly farmer, sativa or indica. Yeah. Uh, you have to go into a store. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was the big news. Um, so are we going to use a photo from the bust as the uh, art to go kinda, along yeah, with this you, podcast kinda, kinda and have to, post it again? You have to. You have to. <laughs> Did you hear about the bust? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was that was the the big news. Um, and there was also like there was a lot of people critical of Snaza in the comments, which we'll get to. And a few counter comments that were like, do you think like Tracy Murphy wouldn't have done this? Like, well, it's an election year. It is. It's uh, like, yeah, you're supposed to bust them. Like they're breaking the law. Yeah. I sure. don't, yeah. And who knows if Tracy Murphy would, but he is a, he's a canine guy. 
And yeah, like I think there was like there was a state agency or either state troopers or somebody involved. Yeah, Washington too, State so. Patrol was there. They have like yeah. a combined marijuana enforcement team, I guess. Yeah. So like, yeah, I don't think it's like a knock against Naza or that Murphy wouldn't have done the same thing or anything like that. I just thought the gun thing was funny. Well, you know, if they uh, don't go wagging your finger at somebody (laughs) with two guns like this. Yeah, I don't have a cogent argument against that. Okay, you win. It's now Eric a thousand Aaron one. (laughs) Thank you. I I have no way to combat that. (laughs) Eric one thousand. Let's take a quick break. Hi, this is Jacek from Summit Funding. Here's what a recent client is saying about us. Hi, this is Chad Taylor. Have you been thinking about purchasing or refinancing your current home? The team at Summit Funding is the best in class. Looking for a conventional FHA, VA, USDA, jumbo, or even a reverse mortgage? Trust the team at Summit Funding. Corley and I did, and we couldn't be happier. Thank you to all of our past clients. If you have any questions, give us a call at 360-330-4037. All right, we're back, and it's time for Tales from the Takes page. Our first column comes from Brian Mitke. It's titled The Thrill of V-I-C-T-O-R-Y, The Agony of (laughs) D-E-F-E-E-A-T. Mitke went to a spelling bee for fifth graders, and he had a lovely time both watching and, you can tell, writing it up. Um, Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's a good reminder that I won my sixth grade spelling bee. Whew. Congratulations. What what word did you win on? Automobile. I would have thought it was hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it was automobile, and then I went and embarrassed the school at regionals. I won't tell you the word that I missed. Come on. Come on. Uh, tell us the word. I won't word. tell you because I don't remember it. Oh, okay. Blacked you it already... out. Just remember the shame of getting dri- driven two hours there by my dad, two hours back. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> were you, right? Like how quickly were you important out? is like that you made it. First round? <laughs> I was out fast. <laughs> Awkward car ride home? Yeah. I mean, I was flying high off automobile, let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> I can spell anything. Wow. <laughs> uh, no, that was a good column. I enjoyed that. Um, it's uh, just another back to in-person type thing that we've missed out on the last couple of years. I also enjoyed uh, Julie McDonald's commentary. Um, she has shifted into history mode the last two weeks, which I always enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um but in this case, I thought it was great because a lot of times it's like a Julie McDonald piece isn't opinion necessarily. It's like history or she'll just write up a straight up news story, like a 10 something and yeah. we'll throw it on the opinion page because she's our columnist. But this one, she is opinionated and a bit pissed off about something that happened. Like Claim jumping. 1850. <laughs> <laughs> she's like, I was outraged to learn about pioneer Edward Warbeth's jumping on Toledo or jumped the Toledo claim of Simon Plamondon Jr. What so. is, is that just like taking, taking land? I don't know. It was a different time. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you could just roll up to the government and be like, I want this section and they'll be like, here you go. Sounds like socialism. <laughs> I think it was a bit socialism <laughs> back in the day when they had a lot of land and they wanted to populate it. Um, I like some of the names in this Edward Warbass. Yeah, Warbass just what really like and brings to mind a very militant fish. Just showed up and started calling it a Warbass port. Uh, he, he jumped the claim of Simon Plamandon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robert Foxcoran is mentioned in here. God, you weren't kidding. Those are great. Some some bangers. Oh, according to Foxcoran and Hubs, which is somebody else's name, not his husband. Um, let's see. Yeah, Warbassport, all one word, has to be one of the worst town names, and I'm so Just glad it didn't so like, sort of survive. Would have really affected the mascot situation down there. You would have had a war bass. You would definitely <laughs> have had a war bass. 
And the opposing team sort of call them the warb asses. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, that's probably that's probably true. Yeah, I guess he was also a real like dick to the Indians as well. Like he took all their guns so they couldn't go hunting. Mm. Yeah, for no reason. Mm. God, this guy's horrible. Um, why are you giving me a home? I didn't do anything. <laughs> this guy's horrible. Uh, let's see. Shoot Richard me Strides. A knowing look. I don't even know what you're thinking over there. Richard Strides got a column, make a mistake. You should hang a lantern on it or send out an email that says you're sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a fine column. It was uh, wrapped around Ronald Reagan apologizing for shipping weapons. Um, sorry. And Bill Mullen's got a column about. Hey, what did we do at the very beginning of this, guys? I feel good about us. We yeah, hung a lantern. Hung a lantern. We hung a lantern on those 500 emails we sent <laughs> everyone against their will. Bill Mullen's got a column about some miscellaneous thoughts. Yeah, you make light of that column. That's our most read opinion piece of the Is month. It really? People loved it, and I don't know why. <laughs> I put it on. Uh, I put it on Facebook over the weekend. And yeah, it's literally just <laughs> he, he wrote a column numbered like one to one to people love see, lists one man. to thirteen, and it was just like random thoughts he had had throughout the week. <laughs> like the one I shared it with was number eight, and it's time to ask my semi-perpetual, semi-annual question: Why are so many local people who came here and stayed often so anxious to change us into something closer to what they left? Have they never tried to drive on Centrea's Harrison Avenue on a weekday afternoon? Doing Something some, about that was provocative to the reader. Fist shaking. He mentions Casablanca in here. Great yeah. movie. Yeah, that was a good call. I yeah. thought it was very, very well done. Talks about phone scammers. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> he just wants them to speak like Americans. Do you think he's got a landline? Uh, you know yeah, he has definitely. a landline. landline. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Bill. He wanders in here, uh, and I say wanders because he just does. He walks in, walks straight back to the newsroom, comes and says hello. I'd say once every month or so. So saw him recently. Has a nice big bushy beard. Yeah, I've huge. never seen him with the beard look. Looks great. Yeah. He does. Looks fantastic. Some people can do it, and he's one of those. Yeah, people. great beard. Uh, let's see. People's champion of the week. I've only got one nominee. Feel free to add your own, and it is. Pamela Johnson, the Rochester educator who is ready to get to work after being appointed to the state board. Yeah, I can go with that one. Yeah, that I like good. That one. I mean, if we're not going to make Wayne Fournier again. Um, I, look, Wayne's already got so much on his plate. I, I don't <laughs> think there's room on his large desk for yet another award. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> uh, she has been appointed to the state's paraeducator board, a nine-member board that establishes requirements and policies for paraeducator Professional development certificates and makes policy recommendations for paraeducator advancement through education, professional learning, and increased instructional responsibility, according to a statement on the board's website. Mm-hmm. Her term began March 28th and expires August 31st, 2023. Yeah, I think that's awesome. I was glad uh, reporter Emily Fitzgerald went and got that story because that was the one that I, you might recall we posted when she was appointed and we used a photo of Inslee because it was about Inslee appointments and we were roundly chided in the comments just mocked for not having a photo of her and so it was nice to go out and get her story and she seems to be a very beloved educator because uh everything we saw was completely 100 percent positive which you don't get very often yeah uh sirens banger of the week there was really only one way to go here <laughs> naked man and fountain just after 11.30 a.m. on April 24th, a caller reported a naked man was, quote, in the fountain at the library on North Market Boulevard. No arrests were made. Fellas, who is this mystery, indiscreet, skinny dipper? Who knows? This fountain flasher? It was real nice on Sunday. Reveal yourself, hero. Come out. <laughs> be our people's champion of the week. 
Um, are we ready for Facebook comments? I just liked how that item got written and probably should have been edited, but like the use of quotations, the naked man <laughs> was, quote, in the fountain at the library, quotes. <laughs> yes. It's like there's only one fountain over there. <laughs> it's only, yeah. There's only one naked man. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, let's see. Do you want to hear the comments on the big pot bust? I, I don't want to hear any of them, but I know I'm going to have to. Uh, for what this really was, posting it four times is almost criminal. 1,250 plants that were destined, quote, for another state. With what I'm guessing is up to an $1,100 per hour ordeal is exactly where Lewis County tax dollars shouldn't be spent. Having State Patrol as a partner sound like either Inslee telling Snaza what to do or a really awkward Tinder experience that would have been swiped left. Um, <laughs> I give May for effort on that. There's a lot in that comment. The Tinder yeah. joke at the end was kind of funny. I, yeah, I respect somebody who's crafting a comment, not just firing one off. Yeah. Yeah, they put yeah. some thought into it. You know this person came back and checked the comment, like probably see how many likes it got. Minutes, seeing how oh, many yeah. likes it got. Uh, more comments. Is Adna the pot capital of Lewis County? People are asking. Well, Aaron, is it? Um, I, you know, there wasn't that much pot there when I was a kid. Mm. But uh, maybe there is now. I don't know. Maybe you just weren't invited by the cool kids. 1,250 plants that I used to know of. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Could, although this was like, this was off 603, like almost toward Napa Vine. No, 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 no. That, see, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, it was So when, when we did our video with Sheriff Snaza, he said that we're on Carroll Road. And so first thing I do and reporter, whoever does, search Carroll Road. And so Carroll Road is off of Highway 603. It's actually closer to Napa Vine than it is to Adna. That's what I thought. Right. It was actually like we couldn't really figure it. We ended up, the first report said south of Shalis. It turns out there is a Carroll Way that is closer to Adna, and it's off of Frogner Road. Oh, um, that is Adna then. Yes. yes. So we were able Absolutely. to change that. I'd say it was up for a couple of hours, but that would be of little consolation to the business owner at 100 Carroll Way who was in here the following day. And the very nice guy. <laughs> but Just wondering why that yeah. was at his address. <laughs> yeah. Well, Respect, he said... Respectfully understand he why. He started <laughs> to wonder why people were creeping by his business or his business and rolling down the window and just like staring and like <laughs> looking for wherever the the drug bust was so my apologies to that gentleman and he came in and was very very nice he just wanted to basically make sure we got that fixed yeah um for the record oh. so yes carol way oh okay i know where that's at i think it was right at the intersection of frogner if it's in the hundred block it would have to be pretty close um yeah that's uh yeah it's friends that lived up there when i was a kid so it was only up for a little while but that initial breaking news was what a lot of people saw so wow Maycopa. Uh, let's see. I understand that the pot grow was large and that it hurts revenue from legal grows and legal shops, but good God, go after the meth and heroin dealers. People are dying from those drugs, not from pot. Uh, stop wasting my tax dollars. Another comment that says, go bust the meth lab. F expletive. P expletive. Um, that's a pretty strong language yeah, it there. Yeah, pretty rough. <laughs> I feel like that was from like somebody who was directly like tied to it. Uh, you, do you think Johnny Marijuana <laughs> that was that Johnny himself? That was yeah, that was Johnny Pot. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't think I should read this next one. <laughs> well, that said, was horrible. Well, I don't get it. Like, it says, <laughs> get a grip on your penis, Mister Cop. Don't you really have something better to do, like catch real criminals? Wow, you men must be so proud of yourselves as you have saved the world. <laughs> Why would you write that first part? I didn't understand why people were so angry about it. This is the same county that, like, go back and look how they voted in 2012. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like they, they did not want this. This they was did not want this. this was King County dragging around the rest of the state with them. You know, reefer yeah. madness would and now that, certainly follow. <laughs> now that pot's legal, leave them alone. <laughs> uh, let's see. On a story about whatever Marjorie Taylor Greene was doing on a witness stand the other day, the comment is, Chronicle, you're showing your true colors again. In the beginning statement, False claims of election fraud, question mark, question mark, question mark. Come on, dig a little deeper. Have some common sense. There's tons of evidence of voter fraud. I don't even want to I don't even want to deal with that. He's not even getting into it. Than to um, say there is no evidence of mass <laughs> enough voter fraud to swing 7 billion votes. On the extension of U Street. Also, can I just say one more thing? Of course. I, I just want to reiterate for the listeners that I only post national news literally <laughs> at 12.30 in the morning and then at 1 o'clock and 2. Like, it's in 30-minute intervals if you look at how often we post. And that's just for the late night people. I actually stole that from Brandon Hansen, mm-hmm. uh, former Chronicle journalist. Uh, he would do, like, news after dark, and that was his way of doing all of his national news. So. Yeah. You still have a lot of local news. Just go to bed. <laughs> just, yeah. Yeah. just go to bed. I mean, the only reason I do it is I have this fear in my mind that someone's going to leave O'Blarney's at 2 o'clock in the morning after having a fantastic dining and drinking experience and pull out their phone and be like, there's no new news here. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're there for them. For those individuals. <laughs> so those are all wire stories. people. Yeah, I wish they would read the byline and they'd see that that story was probably, I think, Bloomberg. Yeah. Um, a, a comment on the extension of U Street and the Centralia Station project. The comment says, this must be a summer depiction of Centralia Station because I don't see any water between the buildings for the winter depiction. I mean, in clever. fairness, that is accurate for every single like business, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, you've seen yeah. the aerial photos during a flood. It fills in all the space that is That's not That's the thing occupied. about water. It does. It's very fluid. Um, <laughs> also on, wet. So there was a story about a guy dying in Thurston County Sheriff's custody and then the investigation into the incident being handled by the Lewis County Sheriff's Office. The comment says, interesting, Thurston County prosecuting attorney told me they weren't handling it. Lewis County prosecuting attorney said they wasn't either. Jonathan Meyer said in an email to me, Snaza requested Snaza when he could have requested anyone. But yeah, keep trying to cover up the, and then he left a poop emoji on there. I don't know. I I thought it was appropriate for the Olympian, which wrote that story, and we republished it to to ask that question. Because if you don't ask it, then people who are suspicious, like this uh, this fine reader, like there's only gonna you know it's only gonna make it more suspicious. So I'm glad they asked the question, and I think Dusty Breen, the field operations bureau guy, was basically like, "This is pretty common. <laughs> like it happens a lot." But I, I do wonder, like maybe it's something you can lean more towards Mason County on that one or something. Yeah, it's. It's, it's kind such of a, a crazy lo- situation. It is. It's like, yeah, and like nobody had nobody. No other two counties probably have that situation. I don't no, think. I don't even probably. I will say there are no counties with identical twin sheriffs. And it's kind of a lose lose situation if you're either sheriff there. Like, there's no right way to handle it if you're Rob Snaza and your agency is investigating this. Like, no matter what you come up with, people are gonna. Unless you come up with, a, oh wow, yeah, they botched it. Like. Mm-hmm there's going to be questions asked. Like it's yeah. just such a clear cut, like easy, easy move to critique. You can't see why they do it. Yeah. And the, I think you mentioned this, but the situation I, I believe was like a, a, a person was having a, an episode of some sort and they yeah. put him in handcuffs to bring him under control. And then that person died. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't want to, I'm not casting aspersions on Snaza at all, but I, I think in this environment, if possible, it probably would have been good to just avoid that altogether. So I don't, I don't uh, think the commenters way off base. I don't know what information they actually have. They're talking about correspondence with actual people. So 
Yeah. It's just a bad visual. Yeah. Bad optics. Um, and then our final comment on a story about a half million tires in Puget Sound leaching out harmful substances and affecting the water. The commenter, Oof, my, favorite champion, comment. my people's champion of the week says, bring back the tire pile. Uh, I would like everyone to know that I was baiting readers into that. I saw that tire story and I was like, there's no way I'm passing on this tire story. After well, it, it, tires came, back it came then. at great time. I mean, I tires, ha- tires are getting a lot of traction right now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> there we go. That was a thousand to two. Uh, yes, I have a one podcast point. Uh, what's coming up in the next edition of The Chronicle? Uh, it's going to be our best edition of all time, yet again. Oh? Yeah, I believe this is like the 94th time that that's happened. In a row. Yeah, Oof. in a row. Uh, no, but we do have some We do have some heavy news. I'll be like, I, I think uh, we have a 16-page main section for the paper. I think we'll be able, we're going to be looking at like 12 pages of local, I feel like, tomorrow. And the rest is going to be some wire. Uh, Dan Warren, reporter, is doing the Centralia and Chehalis Council coverage this week. Um, so we'll have lots of news out of, uh, out of there, including the next, uh, the next steps for the interim fire station. Also, Emily Fitzgerald headed over to the Chehalis School District. Uh, clutch your pearls, gentlemen. Scooter Town. It's what went down at the Centralia School District today. <laughs> so we're gonna have we're gonna have full coverage. Scooter Town wow. returns to Lintot Elementary School. PE program allows kids to practice social skills in make believe town. So Wow. Yeah, good coverage. Like Is she it. gonna write a story about how the fire alarm kept going off all day at the middle school? Uh maybe. We might have a power shop profile. I think I teased that last week, but I haven't run it yet. It's a Matthew Zilstra story, our newest reporter. Mm-hmm. Um and uh yeah, just in general, lots of lots of great news. And not so great news. Uh, you know what? Why don't you write a paper with all, just all good news for a change? You know, yeah, I think Mr. if you look Grumpy at Gills. the if you look <laughs> flood legs. Uh, <laughs> yeah. If you look at the Tuesday edition, I think you will find that because one of our reporters was told that our paper was all doom and gloom. So I like flipped over the most recent edition, which happened to be uh, that one. And I had to get into like the sirens page before I even hit anything negative. It was all positive. It's like yeah. new schools. There's going to be a farmer's market uh, website like for farmers to sell their stuff locally. Yeah. You had uh, a story about Thorbex turning 40 and Wayne yep. Fournier declaring tonight of the greatest city in the world. Mineral Community Club having their fishing derby. We had Lion's Den Campground and Mineral Lake gets upgrades. Like there, there was not much negativity in this paper other than Julie McDonald <laughs> waging the wars of the Woof. 1800s. <laughs> uh, oh, and you didn't even... We, had the, we have a new uh, dairy ambassador. You might want to pick up that. Page 7, current oh, yeah. edition. Um, yeah, just lots of, lots of good positive a lot news. Of good stuff all right you love to see it Mm -hmm. all right with that i think we're gonna sign off this edition of news dump of course you can leave us a review on apple Podcasts or i think spotify does that now too i don't know whatever uh thanks for listening and we will be back next week 